When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to the Random Theory Podcast. I'm Grace. And I'm Josh. And together, we answer the curious questions in the world. Woo! Yay! Happy 2024, everyone. Pew, 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 pew. Happy 2024. Another year down. Another year down. Yeah, because of uh, how the schedule was this year, um, you're getting your yearly recap from us um, yeah. at the beginning of 2024. So congratulations. Did we, was the yeah, last you. one, did, when did we do the last one? Was it like in, still in December? Krishmish. It was the Krishmish oh. one. I think it literally okay. comes out Christmas Day. Yeah, things just like oh. were weird this year, lining up wise. So that's, but that's like okay. the understatement of the year. Things were just weird this year. <laughs> that hit too deeply, Josh. Oh. That hit way too deeply. Yes, it did. We have some exciting things happening in 2024, which like we can't share yet, but we will be able to share a little later. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of fun. It's kind of interesting. So. There's Yay. a lot going on. A lot there, going on, there, but exciting things. There's so much going on. It's insane, to be completely yeah. honest with you. <laughs> so Like, true. it's actually insane. <laughs> there's so much going on. Like, Josh and I are yeah. both holding, like, 10 plates above our heads. But we're If good. everything could just chill out for, like, a, a day, <laughs> that would be, you know, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, just one day of, like, just no nonsense would be delightful. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we're at. Should we get into some ratings and reviews? So I've got an email here, actually. Ha, ha, ha. This comes from uh, Seamus, which I'm pretty sure Seamus has written in a few times, I feel I like. Do, I do believe so. This one's, it's kind of an older one, and it's referencing, you remember when we did the whole episode talking about Oppenheimer, and we were just we just went off talking about Oppenheimer? Yes, I do remember that. They basically, they were writing in, they said, hey, Grace and Josh, I'm listening to your episode about J. Robert Oppenheimer, and I heard Grace mention that she wanted to know more about him before seeing the movie. So this was before you saw it, I guess? Yeah, we did the podcast before I saw the movie. You? Oh, that's, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, so I guess this, sorry, like a very delayed tip. <laughs> Because there was a tip for you, but, uh, you know. Sorry. This was, this was set at the end of July, and we are recording this December 21st, so. Yeah, you know, it's being released in 2024, so that's really good on us. It's fine. Yeah, you know, we're really timely. We're just getting we're, we're right on the ball. But if anyone's interested, uh, Veritasium has a video about J. Robert Oppenheimer. He does. That basically... 
that's basically a short overview of everything the movie covers. Yeah. It's a very well done video. So if you are looking to uh, learn more, definitely recommend yeah. going in watching that because it's uh, it's definitely very, very well done by Veritasium. Well, okay. So then we are not, this is not a lost pro tip because that sounds fascinating and I will just go watch it even though I've already seen mm-hmm. Oppenheimer. Yeah. So Seamus, thank you so much. They tied or they uh, closed OGRT with a little beaker. Love to see that. We love it. Oppenheimer, I, since we're at the end of the year, I think that was probably the best movie I saw this year. I don't watch movies and I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I was just, as I said that, I was like, oh wait, I know who I'm talking to and yeah. I don't know if this is going to really go anywhere. But No, I actually watched probably more movies this year than I ever have in my whole entire life because Michael, yeah. my boyfriend, is a big movie guy. So I, I agree. It was the best movie I saw this year. And I think that's just because I'm a giant nerd, but that's okay. Well, it was just, listen, this year there were a few good movies. Barbie. I didn't see Barbie. It was fine. Hmm. I, I, it was good. I will say, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it was a good movie. I, I agree with the message that they were trying. Like, I think the message was good. I think it got a little heavy-handed at some points. Yeah, that's what I heard from people. Like, it was a very good yeah. message, but it was just a little much at times. So it was, it was just like, I, I. It's funny the, uh, you know, the pitch meeting YouTube videos that yes. I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he talks about it in that and he basically like he makes the joke the same thing. Like it's a good message, but then the guy that's like the writer writes it on a page and like throws it and hits him in the head and he's like, did you just hit me over the head with your message? And yeah, it it, it was a little much at at some points, but you know. I get that. I get that. I think the other really great movie this year, for me at least, was the second Spider-Verse movie, Across the Spider-Verse. It was, it came out earlier in the year and it was incredible. Yeah, and I'm not, I am not a superhero movie guy at all, yeah. but shoot, it was good. I like <laughs> Spider-Man. Really Spider-Man's good. He's my favorite superhero. Hot yeah. take, I think. But. Hot take, hot, well, you know, <laughs> I don't know if it's hot, I I, who knows. I think he's pretty cool. I think he's the coolest of them. I wish I could shoot webs and swing from buildings. Like, that'd be sick. What a way to get around New York. What right? a way, you know? Yeah. It'd be so great. Yeah. I'm all about it, honestly. (laughs) My rating and review comes from Ken's The Best OGRT. And they said, hey, hat, 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 and gave us five stars. You know, you guys really want the hats. Um, Josh and I, it is on our list of things to figure out. Please forgive us. We didn't get them for you for Christmas, but we will make it happen in 2024. I promise Literally, as you were reading it, I just like, I went blank as you were reading hat, hat, hat. I, it, like, oh, I didn't register what was happening there. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Sorry, we, we didn't get it. We couldn't find a good price for you guys. We just really did not want to sell you a like $40 hat. Yeah. I mean, the most I would pay for a hat is like $35. Yeah. At the most. Yeah. Yeah. Like 35 to 40. So like we said before, if you're a science pal and you want to help us out by making hats, I think that could be kind of cool. If you have an embroidery machine, like obviously you would be compensated for your time and effort, but it'd be kind of cool if they're made by like a science pal um, that owns an embroidery machine or has a company that could help us out and, you know, get some hats in for us. And, you know, it's just a cry for help. Start 2024 off strong with a cry for help. 
anyway. <laughs> it really does. Anyway, um, to the review, we haven't even gotten to the review yet. Yeah. Ken's said, I was so excited when I saw the episode came out today. Also, happy birthday, Grace. When I looked at my wrapped on Spotify, I listened to all the episodes that you made this year. So that added wow. up to 3,106 minutes. It says that I'm in the 0.5% of fans. Whoa. Ken's. Okay. You are an OGRT and deserve a science pal hat for that. Like, yeah, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for being a fan, listening and being in that top 5% of fans because we literally could not do this without you. Seriously. So thank you to all of our fans that are serious listeners. Listen to us for 3,106 minutes. I don't even think I could listen to myself talk for that long. So thank you for listening to us ramble (laughs) about science this year. Wow. That's incredible. Thank you so much, Ken. And then Ken said, I was just wondering why injuries happen, specifically leg injuries. Thanks, OGRT. I don't have Mm. a joke today, but I love the idea of a hat. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. Another mention of the hat. (laughs) Oh, man. Josh, we got to make the hats happen. We'll get it. We'll We'll get it. 2024 is going to be a big year. Don't worry, everyone. Big year. We're just trying to find a reasonable hat supplier that's not going to like cost the science pals $50 because that's absurd. We're not doing that. If I have to hand stitch the hats myself. Oh, my gosh. I will do it. (laughs) Okay. We we don't need it to come to that. It does not need to come to that. We can find something to make it happen, but we will. I haven't even looked through our emails recently to see if someone has emailed us to be like, hey, I can help out. But if you know someone that could help us out for hats, that would be amazing. I mean, Josh and I are a two-person show, putting this podcast together, bringing it to you every single week. So we're a little strapped for like creative outlet. So if you can help us make hats and you're a science pal, please send us an email that just says like hat help and we'll (laughs) hat help. Um, yeah. and we'll see if we can like figure something out or if like one of the science pals finds a good price online, send it our way in an email, random theory sure. at gmail.com. Cause we want to make yeah. these hats happen too. Like I, I really want one. I really I want, want one. I want, yeah, I'm selfish. Like I want the hat. I want to yeah. wear the hat. So I know I do too. Ugh. Anyway, let's hop yep. into the science recap of the year. Yes. Huge. Things happened in science this year. AI, huge year, like huge year for tech and just like everything, truthfully, Um, and like science in general. So I pulled something to start us off. I pulled the most Googled things in news this past year. Oh, fun. Okay. Yes. Big Google list. Yeah, yeah. Big Google list. This is like from Google themselves. So who knows how true it is? But but that's aside the point. This was just in their news category. And six out of the top 10 were science related. Fun. Okay. Which I I think says so much. And I'm going to tell you what number one was on this top 10 list right after this break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So number 10, Canadian wildfires. 
That was pretty big oh, this year. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Number nine was the Idaho murder trial. Dude, that was nuts. I re- that, that was, was the college of- kids, right? No, no. It was um, this lady. I don't remember her name. And she was like part of oh, some weird cult. Was she the cult. cult lady? Yeah, like cult yeah. situation. Yeah. Number eight, science. The Maui fires. Oh, sure. Maui fires. That was yep. huge. That was terrible. All these are, unfortunately, that's the thing. Literally, uh, pretty much every single one of these, it's like, yeah, that wasn't yeah. great. But <laughs> Six and seven were unfortunately shootings, which is not science related. But five, four, and three, yeah. meteorology. Ooh. Meteorology, which come your, back next your week. bread and butter. My bread and butter. Come back next yeah. week because we're actually going to be talking about weather. A little yes, we are. sneak peek. And it's insane. It's a big podcast. Not only next week, but two weeks because it turned yeah. into a two-parter because it was so big. I was so stoked. So come back next week Grace. for <laughs> some meteorology and then the next week meteorology. Yes. So number five was Hurricane Lee. Then you uh-huh. had Hurricane Adalia and then yeah. Hurricane Hillary, which was so oh, yeah. insane because like Hurricane Hillary shouldn't have even happen the way that it did, but that's okay. Number two, the mm-hmm. Titanic submarine, A unfortunately. Classic. Unfortunate classic. Yeah. The unfortunate classic. And then number one, which um, everyone should have a little bit of information on at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The war in Israel and Gaza. Out Googled everything. That's exactly what I was trying to. Yeah, the the you know that's a fairly recent thing, and this is mm-hmm. the entire year, and that yep. is number one. Out googled a lot of these, which is insane. Yeah, yeah, and just a, a little bit, which like I'm also happy about. People are learning, educating sure. themselves on. You oh know, yeah. A conflict that's been happening forever. Uh, well, that's true. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, it's <laughs> the the most recent thing is is just the most recent thing. It's yeah. It's literally, yeah, it's been ongoing for a very long time. But uh, yeah, so those were the top 10 new searches this year uh, via the Google. The Google machine. Yeah, so I did not anticipate to cry. So at the top (laughs) of the, like if you go search like Google Trends, like you can go to the page, look at everything that was like the top uh, like search thing of the year of 2023. Like you can do United States, Canada, Europe, blah, blah, blah. List goes on. Anywhere else you want to look, you can. But there's a uh, video at the top and it doesn't play automatically. You have to push a, push a play button. And it's called the 25 years in search. And it's the video by Google because Google's been around 25 years. Isn't that crazy? I'm as old as Google. Actually, I'm a year that older is, than Google. I outage Google. That's wild. But yeah, I cried watching this video. So <laughs> did not plan on crying today. <laughs> But um, yeah, it was a really well-produced video. We've done a lot in human history in 25 years. It's true. It has been an unprecedented 25 years, I think. I'm also ready. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm ready to just just let it go you know just just have it destroy yeah. me that's fine well i mean i might have also cried because like I'm, I'm about to start my uh wonderful menstrual cycle but uh oh f- yeah i got you so okay. that also might have something to do with it that might have ramped it up a little yeah i decided to use okay. a scientific word because i felt like that was better it's a science podcast so, yeah all yeah. right <laughs> it's human body function for females so it's relax true. yeah Anyway, yeah, everyone chill out. Okay, relax. You're fine. <laughs> Women bleed out once a month. 
Anyway, um, should we? I'm really unhinged coming into 2024. I'm not even going to lie. This is the energy we're going in with. So I'm also going to try to be more active on our Instagram that we have. I've just been really slacking on all ends, but it's okay. Science pals, we're back. It's okay. If you didn't know, we do have an Instagram. Um, I think it's literally Random Theory Pod. So follow us yeah. on the IG because um, yeah. I'm going to get that back up and rolling. As we're rounding out the year, rounding out our <laughs> podcast, and rounding out what happened in science this year, Josh and I both have the, one of the same topics on our list. So we're going to knock yes. out that one together. Nuclear fusion. For anyone that doesn't know, if you're a new listener, at the end of the year, Grace and I look back at all the big things science related that have happened the year. We pick this year we picked three each and we're, mm-hmm. we just talk about them. <laughs> Unfortunately, we wrote ours separately. I opened Grace's doc <laughs> right before and was like, oh, great. Both of our number ones are the exact same. Um, it's so like huge. It's so huge it, for the world, a, for everyone. Yeah. Like, yes, this is so important. Yes. I will say I want to offer a correction. What you're saying actually happened at the very end of last year. It did. Yes. But they were able to reproduce it three times this year. And you just stated what mine said. (laughs) That is exactly what I had in mind. Okay. So if you're confused on what Josh and I are talking about. So nuclear fusion happened last year, technically. Like at the end of last year, like we made these great big strides in nuclear fusion. So when you fuse atoms together in a controlled way, it releases nearly 4 million times more energy than a chemical reaction like burning coal, oil, gas. 4 million times more energy. Are you kidding me? Yeah, huge. So like this happened last year. Basically, they used some lasers pointed at this canister that had this thing inside it and they made fusion happen. It was the National Ignitions Facility that did that. Let me tell you like the perks of fusion for yeah 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 if you don't know like it produces no co2 no greenhouse gases it's very clean energy and it's a major byproduct of helium which is an inert non-toxic gas also there is no risk of meltdown so these nuclear power plants that are everywhere if they melt down it's really bad yeah it's fission pulling atoms apart um yeah at these nuclear power plants, if they melt down, it's bad. Like, it's yeah. Chernobyl bad. Inhabitable, yeah. cannot live there anymore, bad. And so... Great show on HBO, by the way. Watch it. Did you learn about 10 Mile Island? No, definitely did or not. Or 3 Mile Island, whatever it three was. Mi- I think it's 3 Mile Island. I think it's 3 Mile Island as well. Americans... Yeah. living on the east coast if you've never yeah. if you were a child and have not learned of this or did not i talked to my parents about it and they're like oh my gosh yeah we lived through that like are you kidding me like we know all about it and i was like why did i have to learn about this through a netflix documentary series like why was i not taught this in school that like we ha- yeah. almost had a massive major nuclear power plant meltdown happen here in the states yeah. like a true noble that would have wiped out the whole entire east coast why is that not talked about I mean, probably for the same reason that, I mean, it didn't work, but I mean, the Soviet Union, I mean, watch the show Chernobyl, but they really tried at the very beginning to limit the spread of information on Chernobyl because they didn't want it to get out that they screwed up. Which like, if you make a mistake, okay, fine, whatever, like live and learn, live, laugh, love, you know, like, (laughs) but- 
to <laughs> yeah live love love but to like hide that information i don't know to me yeah. it just feels like a huge mistake because now oh, yeah. you're leaving out a whole generation that has no idea about this thing and that it happened yeah which yeah. is like not cool by mm-hmm. like any means well and that's one reason there's there's kind of like a big disconnect with like our generation and obviously younger generations and then the older generations like our parents where yeah you know i'll see stuff about nuclear power i mean obviously i i know about three mile i know about chernobyl i know all these things so it's slightly different but i'm like hey that you know if it's handled properly could be like a good clean energy potentially you know like it's it it produces a lot of energy and then you know you have that generation that lived through it and they're like absolutely not like you know oh whoa no yeah, you know yeah, yeah. because they learned about it and they lived through it and stuff and we didn't have it. yeah i definitely did not learn about three mile island or even chernobyl i feel like that was not like a thing i feel like i had to go learn about chernobyl myself yeah i feel like i did too honestly i don't really remember hearing about it in school Maybe we do an episode on it. I think being, I'm fast. Chernobyl is fascinating, especially yeah. If you watch that miniseries, there is some stuff that's like fictionalized, but a lot of it is very much accurate. Back to fusion. But yeah, so they they redid this like three times this year in 2023. Massive yeah. success, huge strides yeah. for fusion. I would love to see this happen and come into actuality. I did find it funny. I mean, this is how it is with like literally every scientific thing is like it makes huge news. Everyone and their dog is talking about it. Everyone and their dog. (laughs) (laughs) And then then it goes away. No one ever hears about it. But yeah, with this, they kept at it and they redid it three different times. Which like in science, that is a huge feat in itself. Oh, absolutely. To be able to replicate something is huge. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously, yeah, that's that's huge steps in this field. I also saw that literally, I think, yeah, just two weeks ago, the U.S. Department of Energy announced $42 million in funding to advance fusion wow. energy. Wow. Yeah. So. That's huge. Uh, you know, I mean, I think fusion energy is obviously the idyllic you know future like Mm -hmm. that if they could figure it out if they could make that work i mean it would solve our energy problem you know yes entirely so i yeah i mean it's exciting it's exciting things are happening hopefully more things happen shall we move on to our number twos we shall my number two is synthetic human embryos were created from stem cells oh i did hear about that yeah Scientists at the University of Cambridge and the California Institute of Technology created synthetic human embryos using stem cells in a groundbreaking advance that sidesteps the need for egg or sperm. So the model embryos, which resemble those of the earliest stages of human development, could provide a crucial window on the impact of genetic disorders and the biological causes of recurrent miscarriages however the work also raises some serious ethical and legal issues as the lab-grown entities fall outside the current legislation in most countries i mean i feel a very certain way about this but also i don't know how to feel about this if that makes any sense I don't really either. Like, I, I I, hadn't thought about, you know, it mentioned impact on, you know, studying basically genetic disorders and, and miscarriage. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's 
very interesting and obviously huge mm-hmm. um if we could understand better understand genetic disorders to potentially treat them or whatever yeah. i mean absolutely the 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 ethical of cutting out what used to be the two requirements to create life does mm-hmm. seem strange it feels very strange well number one this is huge in stem cell research yeah True. Because true. stem cells have the ability to save lives, change people. Like they yeah. have major, major implications. And if you're unaware of what a stem cell is, it's basically a building block cell. So it can become anything. So you can use stem cells and collect them from baby teeth. You can collect them from children, essentially, and they can become anything down the road. So say your child or someone is battling cancer, you can go use your stem cells to help you beat that cancer because stem yeah. cells can become any kind of cell. Now, these structures... The the lab-grown entities. <laughs> yeah, the lab-grown entities or the structures, as they call them in the paper I read, do not have a beating heart or the beginnings of a brain, but include cells that would typically go on to form the placenta, yolk sac, and the embryo itself. So it's not like they've actually created a human embryo. Right, yeah. It's a synthetic where it's like, you know, we have all the pieces of the puzzle, but we haven't put it all together yet, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I feel like when you read that, people are in their head, they're picturing like, oh, they're growing a, a little baby. human, yeah. a little baby in a tube. And it's like, no, that's not, Mm-mm. it's it's definitely not that. But it is so fascinating to me because it makes you question the implications of, you know, what if there is a synthetic womb? I think there's there's been some research on that. There has been, and it's really interesting. But like, how would yeah. a child turn out? Because I think there is something to, like, obviously I'm not a mom, but I feel like there is something to, yeah. like, the nurturing, the caring, the, like, sure. warmness of a body versus a sterile, cold yeah. machine creating yeah. a child, you know? And, like, this is kind of yeah. that in a way with stem cells. Like, you're not creating something out of life. You're creating it out of science, But like it also has the implications of what if people are struggling getting pregnant, like they have this option now. So it's really interesting. But I think it's like you also look at genetic disorders and like the causes of miscarriages and, you know, like there is some really unique science that can come out of it. I feel like this falls into, I mean, it is a similar territory, which Actually, this teases my number three about CRISPR. Mm, yeah. Where it falls into that same like ethical gray area of of like what can we do? And it's like there's so many promising advancements that could come from something like this, but there are a lot of like ethical, legal things that are muddying it up a little bit yeah and i completely agree with you and i think like more than ever this year we really teetered and played on the edge of what's like right and wrong like i feel like we're really teetering on a groundbreaking new age and like not only tech but science oh i think so yeah i mean ai i didn't mention i didn't pick anything about ai did you no because i to me it was like everyone knows ai was huge this year yeah, I, I yeah. mean, you'd have to live under a rock to not know that AI was huge this year. Because, I mean, yeah, yeah, I didn't pick anything on AI just because I figured it was like a given. So, yeah, that's my number two. What you got? I had to get some space in, you had in to. there. 
Of course. Yeah, which there were a fair number of interesting things this year. I I almost did like a whole space list, but I decided against it. (laughs) And the one I found, like, I don't even know. This is like kind of interesting. I can explain my feelings on it. But in September this year, a team of astronomers aided by the James Webb, good old James Webb. Good old James Webb telescope. They made a very interesting discovery of a Goldilocks planet. What does that mean? For those that don't know, that's just, you know, Goldilocks is like not too hard, not too soft, whatever, just right. Um, So when people are talking about planets, that means something that is Earth-like. It's in the right space of orbit around a star. That's usually what it means. How far away is it? from us well these announcements come out like it seems like all the time people are they're always like oh we found this planet that's in the right spot and you so usually i just like shrug them off i'm just like i don't whatever like who cares Mm -hmm. but this one was interesting because they were able to use the james webb to take an even closer look at its atmospheric makeup and they actually found that the chemical blend that is in the atmosphere denotes the presence of liquid water. So the at, the chemicals in the atmosphere are like what would be there in an atmosphere if the planet had liquid water. They can't they can't see that it has liquid water or anything like that. Uh, that's not that's how any of this works. Interesting. But the chemicals that are there are chemicals that would be there if the planet had liquid water. And that's fascinating. It is also in that Goldilocks zone of it orbits a dwarf star called K218. Does our sun have a name other than sun? No, it's I'm pretty sure it is literally called the sun. Like it's just a sun. It's also referred to as like the soul, soul, S-O-L, but I don't know hmm. when that comes into play. Anyway, so this planet, it's K218b is the, na- the name of it. <laughs> It is 120 light years away, so that's kind of uh, far. Oh. But, oh, and it's actually in the Leo constellation for anyone out there that's interested in that. Interesting. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I guess that was the only thing. That's why I, I put this on there because usually these kind of announcements, I don't, even though I'm a huge space person, I don't really care because yeah. it's like uh, yet another planet that's hundreds of light years away. We probably won't ever hear anything else about it. But this one, at least they looked at it closer and found that, you know, it had the chemicals yeah. of a water. Well, I learned uh, something new today. Thing. A Goldilocks planet. A gold. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. I'm glad to have learned that. I feel like that's such like a great name. Yeah, they call it like the Goldilocks zone, which is usually just okay. The Goldilocks from zone. The sun. That's my number two. Interesting. What you got for number three? Rounding out my uh, number three this year is a pig heart. A pig heart. A pig heart. So. Surgeons have successfully transplanted a pig's heart into a dying man's body to prolong Whoa. his life. Yeah, so this is only the second patient to ever undergo such an experimental feat. Uh, and two days later, the man was cracking jokes, able to sit up in a chair wow. and have conversation. Can you imagine your heart not being your heart, but like a pig's heart? That sounds wild. <laughs> wild. Literally wild. Um, I will get to why this is like number three on my list in a minute. Okay. But 
The 58-year-old Navy veteran was facing near certain death from heart failure, but other health problems meant he wasn't eligible for traditional heart transplants. The same Maryland team last year performed the world's first transplant of a genetically modified pig's heart into another dying man who was named David Bennett, and he survived for two months. The reason this is on my list is because there is a huge shortage of human organs donated for transplants. Last year, there were just over 4,100 heart transplants in the U.S. alone. And that's a record number, but the supply is so tight that only patients with the best chance of long-term survival get offered a heart. Okay, so, so that was saying this guy had other stuff that would probably mean yep. he, he's not going to make it, yep. even if he gets, okay. I'm an organ donor. I don't know if you are, but I am an organ donor. I was just going to ask what your thoughts on that are. I am all about it. If I, oh my God, I might cry again on this podcast. I saw a video, sorry, side <laughs> note. I saw a video on YouTube. Actually, it was on TikTok. Yeah. No, it was on Instagram Reels. And okay. uh, this couple was getting married. Oh, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to cry. This couple <laughs> was getting married and literally they had lost their son. Um, okay. But the son was an organ donor and he was like a young boy. And yeah. they invited the husband, surprised his now wife with bringing yeah. the heart that was in someone else's body, but it was their son's heart to the wedding, um, oh. along with a couple other of his organs. Oh, I'm not going to cry. Wow. <laughs> So that's like one of the reasons like I'm an organ donor is because yeah. like I do take good care of my body. And so if I can help someone that has a defected heart or, you know, like needs help, I want to be able to help at the end of the of like my life and like have my yeah. life like give more because like organ donation is really like not if you are <laughs> this is going to sound really bad. It's not if you're like an old person that you donate a heart. It's like if you die young. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously they want the best possible organ to don't you know yeah. to to go to someone else i uh yeah i mean i'm fully i'm i'm an organ donor as well i am like the same thing like i'm dead if part of me right. can go to help someone else mm-hmm. that's incredible like yeah let's rip go like yeah. take it whatever take you it, need go go yeah like <laughs> I, I i don't care like that's awesome yeah i don't know enough about like arguments against no, I don't know to why me, you would have an or- argument against. Yeah, like to me, it's like that. You're why? Why would you not? Um, yeah, I'm. I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all for so it too. It's a shame that it's so tight. That the the supply is tight. So it is sad that the supply is tight because I mean, in one on one hand, it's like someone has to die for them to get a heart or a liver or yeah. a kidney or whatever it is that someone needs. So like, yeah. it is sad because someone has to die, but. Sure. Someone also gets another chance at life. Well, and I guess me saying that it's a shame that it's so tight. I guess I was I was assuming that maybe not a, not a lot of people are signing up to be organ donors, but I guess it could also be you just keep uh, getting bumped of, down the list. Well, or, or you know, not a lot of people are dying young or mm-hmm. dying with an organ that is healthy viable. and viable. Uh, yeah, viable to be donated. Yeah, but back to the animal. Uh, 
to human organ transplants. You know, yeah. they have they have failed at this for decades because people's immune systems immediately destroy the foreign tissue because that's sure. what our bodies are designed to do. Now scientists are trying again using pigs genetically modified to make their organs more human-like. So basically- it is very weird, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so recently, scientists at other hospitals have tested pig kidneys and hearts in donated human bodies, uh, hoping to learn enough about formal studies of what they called xenotransplants. Xenotransplants. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to be able to like basically make a pig so you can just take the kidney, heart, liver, lung out of a pig and yeah. put it in a human. Kind of thing. So, so they're altering the genetics of a pig to make it yep. work better with a human. Okay. With the human body, which like I'm all I'm, I'm uh, this is another like on the edge of like uh, is, is this right? Oh yeah, I because like you're messing with the genes of a. Can you tell I'm obsessed with biology and human function? I just think <laughs> we're in a very unique time right now with yeah. all of this, where it's like. Yeah. Should death just be death or should we just be extending people's lives? And it's actually a conversation that my boyfriend and I have quite often because, you know, it's when it's not your family, it's easy to say, yeah, no, we shouldn't be doing this. But when it is your family, it's easy to say, yes, we should be doing this, especially when it doesn't have a direct impact on your life. It's easy to say no. But then if you put yourself in a position where like you're thinking about, okay, well, if this was my friend or a family member, it's like, yeah, I want the human gene pig kidney sure sure yeah well and and also like i was gonna say the interesting time we're in as well is not only is it should death be death like is that the end for things Mm -hmm. but also i feel like going back to you know the thing you talked about before and then also my number three which we'll get to is we're also like questioning is the life that you were given does that have to be the one that you have? Like, mm. is it okay to, you know, the the stem cell research and the genetic code, cha- you know, DNA yeah, altering, all of that unquote, stuff. quote playing God. Yeah. Play, yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, that's kind of the, the argument people are talking about is like, yeah. you know, if you, if you are born with a disorder or something, is it okay to go in and get rid of it if we can? Yeah, which I feel we'll get to that in a minute with your. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. Yeah. So wrapping up, wrapping up my pig discussion. What's different this time this year is only after last year's transplant did scientists discover signs of a pig virus lurking inside the pig's heart, and they now have better tests to look for hidden viruses. Oh, okay. This also allowed them to make some medication changes. So. Possibly more important, while um, the individual had end-stage heart failure and was out Uh of other options, he wasn't in a near-death position like the other patient was, the David Bennett. Like, he was in, like, a near-death situation. But this one that they did this year, he lived for six more weeks. Okay. So, like, a month, two months almost. But it did get him out of, like, he was probably literally about to die like that week or something he was like he was up walking he was talking he was able to like live his life again and do things uh all with a pig's heart and taking medication interesting so i I think it's kind of interesting because you know they say they made some medication changes but were those changes good or bad we won't know until there's a third pig heart transplant that i mean 
Yeah, it's that's it's such a weird like I, yeah, it's very like philosophical and you know mm-hmm. whatever because because that right there it's like on one hand you could look at it and be like oh he only only six weeks like what a what a just like why you know like yep but then I think obviously maybe that was enough for him and his family you know like that gave them some time. I mean he was so out we- of other options. This was his only right. option of like hey you can participate in this scientific experimental shindig that we're doing. There's no promises yeah. but like it also might really work and give you extra years on your life. Give you give you yeah, it might give you some t- but and and then also like you can think about and this is where it's like the ethical weird aspect of it of like the scientific research, the progress mm-hmm. that is being made, you know, like this person yeah, they only lived 6 more weeks, but this was a research opportunity, which is like such a weird, yeah. you know, thing yeah. to look at when it's a person dying of heart failure, but 1000%. 1000%. It's like science fiction. It is like straight science fiction, some of this stuff. You yeah, know? When I, it's so funny you say that. When I was doing my research and reading a lot of these, I mean, a, a lot of it is very science fiction-y. A lot of the things yeah. that happened this year, I mean, AI, cop robots, things that are happening are very sci-fi-y and things mm-hmm. that I feel like I've read about in books and like heeded the warnings of like, you know, bad things can happen when you take this too far. And so I feel like we're teetering on the edge of, are we about to take this too far? I mean, it could go either way. Yeah. I'm so curious to see what 2024 brings. My, yeah, my last one was on CRISPR. There was massive mm-hmm. CRISPR news. Literally this, the news that I'm talking about specifically was just this month, came out December. Yeah, it literally just happened. The FDA approved the very first CRISPR treatment for sickle cell disease. The treatment, which is called Exacel, edits a gene involved in red blood cell shape and function and appears to functionally cure the disease for at least a year. That is so interesting. And then just kind of breaking down what this like... you know, the problem. So in a form of sickle cell disease called sickle cell anemia, mutations in yep. the gene HBB affect the protein structure, causing it to twist normally round blood cells into a curved sickle shape. These sickled shaped cells clog but blood vessels, leading to severe pain and fatigue. So basically your blood cells are not the right shape and that causes problems. So this CRISPR treatment is basically able to get in there shut down the malfunctioning red blood cell production and start up a brand new proper blood cell production so it it can it can stop the bad production restart it making the right shaped cells wow which yeah i mean that was my next sentence there was literally straight out of a sci-fi movie with that and because these new edited cells repopulate the body like over time it's going to get rid of the bad ones and these new ones come in this treatment is also considered a curative therapy that could theoretically last the patient's life, the entire life, if it worked. Wow, their entire life? It's theoretical because at the moment, the only the participants that have they've, they've only been tracked for a short period of time, less than two years. Like that was the data that was submitted to the FDA was less hmm. than two years. That is so fascinating. But yeah, I mean that like people that were born with sickle cell disease, now their life is could be changed. Like you could go in and say, you know what? No, you don't have sickle cell disease anymore. Yeah, Here, we're like, going to edit this thing. for the better. You're good. 
mm-hmm. change for the yeah change for the better and it says according to the uh results submitted to the fda there is no major adverse health impacts i think there was like some minor stuff like nausea and, and things like that um sure but this could yeah this could potentially cure someone of a previously uncurable disease that's unreal honestly that's like uh, pancreatic uh, yeah. cancer. Like if they could find a cure for that, because like there is no cure for pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, like it's, it's huge. It is to me, like I said, like it, it is so it's straight out of a sci-fi movie. I mean, this mm-hmm. is like you are editing genes in someone's body to change something that in the past you couldn't even dream of doing. Like it's it's unreal. It is unreal, and it, it's something because that's the thing. Like CRISPR, the technology for CRISPR, you know, it's not just for sickle cell. I mean, they're working on everything, mm-hmm. uh, tons of stuff that they would go in and use this treatment for to, um, you know, to treat. There was a ton of like ethical discussion around CRISPR. There still is. Oh, yeah, there always will be. I I think. And how, so, like, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about like this type of treatment? I support it. Um, if yeah. you can go and edit your genes in a way. Now, I'm not saying like you should do it for embryos, but like if you can go as like a grown adult, like this was done in adults, correct? Like people. Oh, yeah. These were these yeah. were like adult yeah, yeah, yeah. patients that had been had yeah. this their whole Cause lives. Because sickle cell usually doesn't set in until like you're older, it, like later in life. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And so... I think, you know, it's one of those things that if it can be done when someone has a choice, that's when I think it's okay. I think if someone is old enough and can make the choice for themselves, I very much support it. I don't necessarily believe we should be editing out whole entire things of genes. But then I think about people that carry the breast cancer gene and express that one. And it's like you could cut it out of a whole entire family, possibly. And it's yeah. like, well, I kind of support that. But it's like, I, I, um, I don't believe in the like designing a child or designing and picking what genes you want expressed in your child, like in, a, in an embryo. But, you know, I do think that like for arthritis, for example, you can go take medicine. This is no different for people with sickle cell taking medicine for it. But it's right just affecting their genes. And they're cognizant and old enough to make the decision for themselves. I think that's the part that like I... I support because my sister, for example, she has like a genetic disorder and it's it's a hidden gene in my family. So I could have the gene. It's just not expressed. And so like my family and her family and everyone down the road will have to go through genetic therapy like everyone unless we did CRISPR and edited the gene out of our family line. So it's it's one of those things that it's like, you know, do you go ahead and just nip it in the bud? But then once you get in there and you start seeing other things, like where do you draw the line? I think that's the where it, the ethical gray area and the slippery slope of it. Yep. I like I fully agree. Like I'm on board with this when it comes to medical treatment. You know, think like mm-hmm. improving people's lives. Not choosing if your child has brown hair and blue eyes and or exactly yeah when how it, tall when it they comes. Are. <laughs> Yeah, when it comes to the like, I think people are you know the the like journalist term of designer babies. Yeah, I'm not on board with that. I I don't no. think this is to me that feels like a waste of this technology. 
A thousand percent. Thousand percent. But if if this technology could be used to improve those people's lives, you know, maybe I mean that's the thing. Like I'm, I I guess I'm also on board of like if if you had like a genetic disorder that was in your you know family genes and you know like I'm going to pass this on to my child. Yep. But the, this was a way to not have that happen. I'm on board with that because I think there are a lot of people out there that are like, well, I don't want to have kids because I know if I exactly. do, I'm going to give them this thing. And that's really sad. And so if there was a way to like fix that, I, I would be mm-hmm. on board with that. Yeah. Well, science pals, that's your uh, your wrap up, your 2023 science wrap up. No Doug yeah. the Potato Gourds this year. Go- <laughs> Sorry. The 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 I I you know, really nothing's ever really topped that I feel like, but maybe no, someday. Nothing we'll get. ever will top that. That's just yeah. Iconic. That was yeah. iconic. I don't think we'll ever get back there, but Yeah, whatever. Uh, you're an OG science pal if you know what we're talking about. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. All right, science pals. Well, you guys know what to do. Leave a rating and review for us. Spotify, Apple Pod, or Josh. Email us, randomtheorypod at gmail.com. Let us know. uh, We're going into a new year. Let us know what you want to learn in this new year. We want to hear from you. Yeah, the docket is clean. We're looking for ideas. If there's something you're curious about, make sure you drop it because we want to learn something alongside you. All right, Science Pals. We'll see you next week. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye, everyone. Bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.